0: And then there's hard pants, which hard pants are a big deal. Like, I'll wear hard pants for like my dad. And that's. and a few other people. <laughs> that sounds weird. On Young SAO, welcome to Afternoon of Delight, where Leah, Megan, and Amy, three American romance novelists discussing all things K romance from a writer's lens. So grab some duck bokeh and listen to your new favorite unease hey
1: everybody hello hi there how's everyone this evening you know pondering a big question Ooh. and before we get into because we have a lot to get through but i'm gonna give it to both of you okay you didn't know i was sitting on this
0: uh-uh. no. <laughs> no this is a surprise you didn't warn us no not at all this is unscripted
1: yep mm-hmm. so the question that i have for you tonight is a question that i have been pondering with my family and that is is cereal soup no (laughs) no unpack it for me then unpack it for me why it's not because soup is savory to me but sometimes i do like a pear and parsnip soup and it's quite sweet
2: Okay, soup has some sort of nutritional value. Sort of cereal. Whether it be vegetable or protein. Okay. Well, you know, what kind of cereal are you talking (laughs) about, though? If you're talking about, like, some, like, grainy muesli, like, no, 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 because it is, if you were talking about something, like, muesli compared to, like, cookie crisp, like, there's a difference. Sure, but is it soup? Because I would venture to say that some cereals are dessert. I love Megan's the silence like I'm ready to hear. I know.
0: <laughs> okay, I am sorry. I just had like a huge coughing fit. Oh. Okay. I agree <sighs> that some cereal is dessert. Oh my god, my throat is like still. But would up you say coffee. that any oh. cereal is soup? Is oatmeal soup? Well, I mean, look, you got like, I mean, Cheerios is like fortified with vitamins and minerals. So your criteria is that
1: soup must be nutritious.
0: No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just rebutting Amy's. I'm Googling soup (laughs) definition right now
2: because you're going to. Because there's cold soup. This is not right. There's like gazpacho.
0: I mean, but then it's
2: salsa soup. Okay, here's, listen to this. A liquid dish typically made by boiling meat, fish, or
1: vegetables in stock or water. But that's, but then gazpacho would be. That's the difference. But but
0: gazpacho isn't soup. That is the difference because even if you have a cold soup, it's usually cooked first. Yes.
1: Okay. You know what I mean? Like, um... Like vichy sois. Vichy sois would be leeks that you've cooked and potatoes that you've cooked, but then you serve it cool. Right. So then... But then cereal's baked. Yeah. No, you are not. You are not making the Cheerios. No, you're not. But it would be like if I bought, let's say, dehydrated potatoes. A can of Campbell's soup. Or what if I just ate my soup So if you... If you're like, I'm in the mood for soup today, you consider cereal? Like when you're deciding, I feel like some soup. No, I'm not trying to, I'm not, I'm not making this argument. I just think it's like an interesting observation. So Nick, for example. Who, who started this argument? I you? remember once when I was like, of course,
2: it's of a, course, but I
1: didn't have an Like you're just like, it. you
2: just want to like poke
1: the bear. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but I remember like back when I enabled Nick more i bought costco lentil soup like annie's lentil soup and i was going away this is when we lived in hawaii and i was going away to like michigan and i was like you're gonna be alone for like a month he obviously i don't know how you're gonna survive because i was gross and like whatever and so i'm like here's a whole bunch of boxes of lentil soup you just have to like pop it in the mic you know in like the pot cook it eat it so he did but he didn't even cook it he would just open the cans of soup and eat it with a spoon out of the can Like a hobo on a train. Oh, gross! (laughs) Like Ah, for for weeks, ah. I tell you, weeks. And then he told me that what he would do is take handfuls of spinach and he would just shove them into the can too. (laughs) That's my husband, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) That is gross. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? What are you doing? Cold Cold lunch soup soup with just handfuls of spinach. What is this? Like the road? Yeah, exactly anyway so that was just my question we were not we don't have to belabor it more than that but i am curious i'm curious what listeners think is cereal soup yes no and if it's no i want to (laughs) know but if it's yes you're fine people can say yes with no question and then you're fine no no if it's yes i'd like to know too i don't know if i think it's soup or not i was just trying to define soup i like cereal and soup but i don't they're not one in the
0: same i just went to the store I just went to the store today to get more milk only because I wanted to eat it with cereal. And my daughter did too, because we both eat cereal a, at night. That's it's the best. I snack. don't
2: I don't know. No, what was just cracking me up about that is like she's like it was like a big thing. Like I went to the store today to get milk because I need it in my cereal. As if that is like a bananas <laughs> reason. To go, in, like I, you guys don't understand. I went today to get milk because I
1: need to eat cereal with it. No fucking way! What kind of cereal?
0: But but it is a big deal it is a big deal because i rarely leave my house
1: okay well then that's your sad <laughs> journey
0: not, i mean like <laughs> like yeah so so it's a big deal for me to house? like put on outside hey. pants i mean i had to put on outside pants just to go what's to the, the store. difference like like well my indoor my inside pants well, sometimes like maybe they're a little like see-through not like in a sexy way but like they're just old <laughs> <laughs> or they like don't fit well like they actually like like the, the like i'm like a little kid with like two long pants and they like drag on the floor and flop around but like it doesn't matter because they're i'm home <laughs> they're, and they're your home pants. inside <laughs> but what if you just had home pants that fit you <laughs> well that's a lot of work <laughs>
1: Like yesterday i mean i think the thing is is that i just wear my pants yeah at all times and there's not really a big division so maybe there should be because i think sometimes i'm wearing things as outside pants (laughs) that perhaps should be what you are defining as inside pants
0: i mean i well the one the one time that i tried to do that like i was like these are i'm going to take these indoor pants and i'm going to wear them outside and my husband's like did you show vagina (laughs) no my husband's like you're wearing you're wearing like patterned underwear and i was like how do you know and he's like there's a big hole in the back and i was like well that's why you
1: don't wear your inside pants so i had that at a water polo game this weekend where my daughter was like you're wearing yellow underwear and i'm like yeah i am and she's like because i can see it through the hole that's in the pants so that's what i'm saying perhaps i'm wearing outside pants or inside yeah. pants outside <laughs> there's a method I to my do mouth. have a
2: division of pants but I have I have worn outside pants to like <laughs> run to the store I just make sure that I have some sorry I have, I have worn inside, inside pants. pants to go to the store I just make sure that I have something long with it because more often than not there is a hole
0: somewhere where there shouldn't be a hole like yesterday Neil was like can you take Dane to the hair to get a haircut to get his haircut and I just looked at him and I'm like do you see the pants I have on right now I am not I'm not dressed to go outside and he's like because he's a state
1: he's like Fine. was your front took him?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> just because he knew I didn't want to change the pants argument <laughs> seriously I put on jeans this morning so I went to I went to breakfast with my dad and yeah my husband's like what are you doing I'm like I have breakfast mm-hmm. with dad and he's like, oh,
1: yeah, I was going to say,
0: why, why are you wearing jeans? I'm like, what's with jeans? <laughs> hard pants. Those are, those are, those aren't even hard, hard pants. Those are
1: hard pants. <laughs> so in your mind, yeah. you define like, jeans as hard pants. There's inside pants. And then there's, there's hard pants, pants, which and hard,
0: pants hard pants are a big deal. Like I'll wear hard pants for like my dad and that's, and a few other people. so if if we came to if we came to visit you
2: what kind of pants do we
0: get i mean if you just like showed up i'd be wearing inside pants but if we went out together for dinner i would wear hard pants for you guys
1: (laughs) out 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 yeah we're going out like clubbing so so the good pants are the hard pants and the hard pants are yeah Mm, yes. Jeans. Okay. All right. Well, now we know a lot about Megan. And we still don't know if cereal's super or not. Megan seems open. Amy seems very not open. And I'm going by the dictionary. You know, you, Amy. What are we what are we celebrating tonight, Amy?
2: <laughs> Segway <laughs> to carry away. Segway. Yeah. <laughs> so As of this recording, so it'll be more in a couple weeks when this show airs, but as of this recording, this night, Wednesday, October 5th, when we're recording this, we just put out our 101st episode of Afternoon Delight.
1: Yay! I know. I wish I had the little cowbell. ding. Where's your wind chimes? She's um, I'm not in my daughter's. Oh, room. those are
2: those are brontes. Okay, so yeah. I mean, I'm I'm pretty proud of us. Mm-hmm. I got to say for for a text chain way way back in January of 2021, when we were just talking so much about about Cloy and Goblin and just on a whim, we were like, we should just do a podcast about this, and we did. We're like, okay, I'm gonna. Because yes. I'm really technologically
1: right. savvy. I was like, no, I should I definitely should just bust out because well, of my We tech jobs we
2: need to give credit to um, Mr. Neil Erickson on this podcast for all of yeah. our all of our tech know-how. Um, because I mean he's the one who kind of figured out how to get us going. He was yes. like, Tell them to buy yeah. this microphone. <laughs> Tell them yeah. to do this. Guide me, oh wise one. Yeah. And he did. Yeah. He, thanks he, neil he's
1: very
0: invested he's always he's like manager because he's always like do you, have, do you have banter planned for this podcast what are you going to talk about and he always wants to know he's the silent partner of afternoon delight does but he's he not listen? silent to megan i don't think he does listen i think he listens does to he the listen beginning to a lot. Us? i think he listens to the banter so yeah
1: oh i know oh well, neil so, you're listening yeah. now probably. He probably thank you neil he's probably
0: turned it off already
1: because he turned it off at hard pants (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly
0: exactly he's like all right that's i hear that enough at home
1: but you know it's been
0: over it's been over a year and a half and we still have not missed a wednesday despite like knock on the fake word of my i feel like
1: this is like a very despite covid despite trips overseas i feel like this is one of my longest relationships (laughs) this podcast it is so. it's I mean I feel like I could be missing a limb and i turn a kit myself Same. i'd it. be like okay <laughs> I mean I did it with
2: covid I wasn't gonna miss I'll miss it you know if a kid has an activity mm-hmm. but I won't
1: miss it for covid but even so we've like we work around it yeah we can still carry on we can. We can still like sometimes one of yeah. us can't do it but we and shout out because to you all know of what early. oh go ahead no' say because you know what what we get to do this
0: we do we do.
2: We don't have to do it. It's weird to, it. to do and it. And
0: shout out to all of the guest hosts that we've had who filled in. Absolutely, when some of us couldn't do it, that has been amazing, and we are grateful to each and every one of you. So, thank you for that. And mm-hmm. to the and the, it's going to
2: happen more just because our guest hosts have all been so.
0: Yeah, actually, now we like just
2: want them. That money. like, <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> I know. Just just come be on the show. Like we're like, what can we have awesome. Sarah talk about? <laughs> Yep, pretty much, pretty much. (laughs) But I mean, also, like, everybody who is listening to us right now, who's part of our Patreon, who interacts with us on Instagram and Twitter, and I don't think anybody interacts with us on Facebook, but we're there too.
0: And and (laughs) who who corrects our pronunciations, like Grace.
2: Yes, we, we appreciate all of you for all that you do to let us do this, because this seriously is the day that I look forward to every week. Same. Like, it is one of my favorite days of the week. Mm -hmm. it's so much fun to not just talk about dramas, but to get to see each other like this. I mean, this is more face-to-face time than I have with my friends who live in the same town as me. So You know? I mean, I do leave my house, and I do put on outside pants. I wear hard (laughs) pants quite a bit, actually. Monster. (laughs) But But the second I get home, the second I get home, they come off.
1: Daily, even. Um, But yeah, so
2: thank you, everybody, who has made afternoon a delight last as long as it has and will continue to move forward because this is just such a joy for us and now we've spawned a new podcast you know we've got afternoon army and it's just going to keep getting better
1: yes we're really excited to be spawning off our first spin-off which is afternoon army which i am helping participate on as a co-host and it is the tagline is thinky thirsty and over 30 (sighs) and it's a celebration of bts and army life which is something that i am new to like i'm not even fully a year old like i was liking bts like a normal person this time last year like liking them more than i had like a couple months before (laughs) but like i hadn't gone off the deep end yet and so um yeah so it's a fun podcast uh it does have good crossover because you know if you're interested uh in K drama, you might have like taken the leap into k-pop and you know bts is quite big so um yeah so check it out we put out uh, one full-length episode the last no the third tuesday of every month and then uh because i have no chill we also just put out lots of like snack episodes during the month as well so give us a follow and check it out yeah it was like
0: I, th- I felt like I was getting like notifications. Oh, yeah. so I got I another like, oh, one another to episode. edit now. Was, oh, so yeah,
1: God, it's going to awesome. keep on happening. And then uh, a big yeah. shout out and big kudos to Megan for doing the heavy lifting on what our new logo. <laughs> We're
0: very excited about it. We are. It really made my day. Like I've, I, I've stared at this logo like a stupid amount. It just makes me happy to look at it. Um, you know, we just wanted to kind of do something that maybe felt like a little more sophisticated and professional, and we found a graphic designer who I thought did a fantastic job.
1: Love the colors and the overall vibe. So we hope you like it too. And as a personal note, I just wanna say that we are the three of us, you know, quite different. We live in different parts of the country. We are like different as people. And so I think that it's just really nice that like we do all, you are like family to me. And even though I know, for example, like when Amy gets upset with us or doesn't understand us. Well, not even that, just like oh, unorganized. Just how our brain works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to begin to talk about it because I don't understand still why it's confusing. <laughs> we... <laughs> just... <laughs> i know amy just TLDR is that amy was trying to like we were trying to be like let's divide our labor a little bit more clearly and then amy started to ask some questions about social media and like who will post social media when and i don't know what happened yeah i don't know what happened to this conversation it's not interesting we do not need to spend time here i just want to say like something this conversation went into like a void
2: (laughs) where i don't know what (laughs) happened I am more triggered by that than any other traumas in my life. It's like a total breakdown yeah. of like
1: reality. <laughs> but I still don't really understand what the problem is. And then that became a problem because I was like, but isn't that the thing that we just do? And she's like, it's <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So that is why I did dedicate, you know, as I was manifesting my life, you know, and starting to get things in order, and I did delete ninety thousand messages out of my Gmail this week. Ninety thousand. I still have eighteen le- thousand. I, awesome. st- <laughs> I still have eighteen thousand left. <laughs> I'm, I'm um, sick. This like, is like, like been I'm around since like 2012. 2012 my email, and I'm pretty sure I've just never deleted anything. And I think I use that email to sign up for like anything under the sun, like a ninety-year-old boomer. So I think it's like got like. I don't even know. I've been starting to I've been starting me to too. unsubscribe.
2: Like mm. like as I start deleting all the shit that I don't know I'm like no I've no, unsubscribe no. just unsubscribing. Like insane. stuff that I never open. I feel yeah.
0: like I
2: yeah, well, I have you you can't see I have 32. 32 and
1: that gives me hives that I have 32 unread messages. Well, I'm at 18,523 and I'm feeling a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> You know what doesn't make you feel better, though?
0: Oh
2: God! Binging Cafe Minim Dong. Oh, okay. There we go.
1: Yeah, that did not make me feel better. There's, there's our, a segue, there's our segue into this drama because, okay, I just I am not a hater. No, you're not a hater. Okay. Go.
2: All right. Let's. So go. the real reason we are let's here tonight go. is to talk romance, murder, shamans. <laughs> People are like, Get <laughs> they're like, to what it? the hell is happening? They're like, put on your goddamn inside pants and get going. I'm putting on the hard pants for this hard conversation. I've got inside pants on, so let's go. So that's right, folks. It's time for Cafe Dong. Or, as Megan coined it, (laughs) (laughs) Scooby-Doo. If you have not yet watched the drama, that's okay. We'll start with a spoiler-free discussion and then give you a heads up when we're entering spoiler town.
0: Yeah. Saul and Gook plays nam han joon a former criminal profile profiler who for reasons which we'll get to later went to prison and now that he is out he masquerades as a shaman his business is extremely lucrative and operates out of a cafe he runs called cafe Minimdong. while he does well he does scam his customers for money because he's not a real shaman he actually does help every client but he can't accomplish the scam alone Nam Han Jun's partners are his best friend, Kong Soo Chol, another former cop, and Nam Hai Jun, his hacker extraordinaire baby sister. Well, she's not a baby, but she's a little sister. <laughs> ha- Han Jae Hui, uh, played by Oh Yun Seo, is a police detective who always catches her bad guy, except one. She has a case that is very near and dear to her heart that she's been trying to solve for years. When her path crosses with Nam Han Jun, sparks and fists fly. How many times Maybe do fists fly? Too
1: yeah, two men. A, <laughs> a lot. I mean, to where it's like it's abuse. It is it's a lot. I agree, hundred percent. Cafe Minamdong just aired this past summer on Netflix and was a must-watch for many. Was it the murder and intrigue, the love of police procedurals, the need for not one but two romances, bonkers physical comedy? Or maybe just the desire to see an excellent homage to Goblin. Whatever the reason, Cafe Minim Dog refuses to be placed into any one genre box. It's got it all, my friends. Those are Amy's words, and not mine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, no, because that's leading into my question. Is <laughs> yeah. it's I'm being facetious. So the question yeah. is, does it have <laughs> too much? Or is the
0: sprinkling of all the things just right? I mean, look, it's a lot. Um, I, so I like this drama m- more than Leah. I didn't. I didn't love it, and I didn't even like it a lot. But I liked it, <laughs> um, but it's a lot, and it's eighteen episodes of a lot, and that's that's like I think my biggest gripe with this drama. It easily it could have been sixteen episodes, and actually it could have been twelve. Could have been twelve, and actually I think eight. it could have been eight. Is what I, I think it could have been a really good drama if it was like if it was like 12 to 16. I truly believe it because I think that there was a lot of plot that just didn't even need to be in but I mean it you know it's always fun to watch a drama where the bad guys lose I mean that's not a spoiler of course the villains get it it's it's really who the villains that are It's in the fun way. I that's mean fun. to watch the bad guys like get it I mean like okay lose don't <laughs> <Let me laughs>
1: argue with me don't she left the house to buy time. milk today. It's your time. It's your time. <laughs> Megan enjoys it when out. the bad guys lose.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean I mean there was a point where I was like this drama, it was like around episode 14 when things really got a lot. And that that, that was the point where I was like I I just only like this drama. But I was like, you know what? It's fun it is. It's fun to watch like the bad guys lose because these bad guys were pretty bad. But I would say that there was like a ton of extra scenes and like joke comedy situations, like not even just like a joke. I mean like a whole situation that just went on too long, (laughs) like 10 minutes of an episode. So I guess that's how I feel about it.
1: So I wanna say it's just me. I don't know if it is. All I know is that this drama was not my bag. So I think I'm going to go on the record and say it may be my least favorite drama I've watched to date. And I'm not totally sure why. Oh, man. But I think it is. And I'm not, but I'm not, okay. (laughs) So look, I want to preface it by saying this show did pretty well in Korea. It garnered a 5.7% Nielsen Korea rating for the finale, which was an uptick rather than a fall off. So that means people cared enough to show up. And see how this worked out. So I really want to just like emphasize this a lot throughout, because even though I personally was not into it, people were. And so, you know, that has value. Um, Mm -hmm. I would say this driller, this driller, (laughs) yes, it was a (laughs) driller. Oh my God, this is a real (laughs) driller. It drilled me in the brain. It was a drama with thriller aspects and a lot of slapstick. And if you think people who work in a fake shaman business, but get scared of perceived ghosts are funny, like you, it might be your journey. I don't know what's wrong with me because I think I enjoy humor. I do enjoy murder on the occasion. I am curious about shamanism, but I just never connected to this drama and a goblin slow-mo walk that was done well and cute was not enough to dunk this for me. Overall, the plot felt really repetitive. Um, so I'm just going to say like, it felt repetitive. That was like, for me, it just felt like it was too much like Cracker Barrel gravy. <laughs> like it just smothered <laughs> everything. <laughs> and I don't I love know that. what you call the plot device. But it's like, I feel like every time they got a suspect, and they were like about to like get some big answer from something, the thing either like got the person got released or disappeared or died in every show. And to me, it felt like a reverse Scooby Doo. <laughs> Like, instead of, like, unmasking and, like, giving all the answers, I felt like it would be, like, and then, uh, (laughs) like, that was it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: You're not wrong. I mean, I will say that. I can't, I don't disagree with either of you. Um, Yet, I did enjoy the ride. I have an idea why it worked better for me, and I'll get to that in a couple more questions. But, next, I think this was, for all of us, our first Sut and Gook Drama, other than my first episode review of Doom at Your Service for our Love It or Leave It podcast, which we did a while back. After Cafe Minim Dog, despite what you might think of the drama itself, are you a fan of the actor? Like, that is
0: 100% for me. I loved him. Like, oh my God, the faces he made. And like, this is the thing, actually, he's he when he did when he pulled faces or um was a part of you know the humor he wasn't too much for me which is surprising because he i I, to me he just was he was just right like goldilocks and three bears he was just right for me um i just loved him i love to watch him on screen he's magnetic the way he like really put himself into this role, um, you know, when he would like do his, his shaman again, he was pretending to be a shaman, but so when he would like, you know, ring the bell and do the dances and kind of pitch his voice. Like he's a singer. I don't know if you, either mm-hmm. of you have heard him yeah. sing. he's mm-hmm. like an, an amazing singer. Um, and so he could like kind of, you know, put vibrato in his voice when he was. Um, um, when he was chanting. Uh, chanting. Thank you. I was like, what is the word I'm looking for? And, and I just, I did. I will say that I did. I'm happy I watched this drama because of, of him. I loved him.
1: So I did think he was lovely to look at and that he's unique, but in like a good and memorable way. And I think he has a lot of charisma. And I actually saw him in my Love It or Leave It episode as well for Reply 1997, where I thought he had a really good amount of, spo- of smolder. And Reply nineteen ninety seven was actually his acting debut, and I definitely will go back and watch nineteen ninety 1990, Reply nineteen ninety seven in the next couple of months. And I also do want to try shopping King Louis at some point because I do hear that it's like good at being kind of fuzzy and happy, and when I'm in a mood for that, yes, that might be good. Also, I heard the same thing. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It sounds delightful. And then he's thirty four, mm-hmm. which was a relief because that feels totally acceptable at this point. (laughs) It's like very age appropriate for my current standard of living. And I'm like, you were born in 1987, like a great year. Dirty Dancing released, Beverly Hills Cop 3. That's a reference for Amy. Fatal Attraction. I wasn't allowed to watch any of these because I was seven. But, you know, I mean, I don't have to worry about the floor with him so you know he's an attractive man who like doesn't make me hate myself
0: i did not know he was 34 that makes me feel even better yeah and i saw 34 no no of course not i saw all three of those movies leah and
2: somehow i questioned whether you saw any of the beverly hills cop movies never because they were comedy action like yeah nope not one not your bag. And that's okay. But I agree that 34 is a completely acceptable age to find him magnetic and attractive. Like, well above my constantly decreasing floor. <laughs> um, I thought, like like you, Megan, like, I never thought he overdid it. Like, he wasn't a caricature. Right? Like, where he could have been. Where, like, Kwak Young was a caricature. I enjoyed it, but he was a caricature. He never came off as a real person to me. Um, and, and we can talk about that in a little bit. But... He, yeah, he wasn't over the top to the extent where I was like, you're not even like, I don't even believe that this person exists, you know, kind of thing. Like I did believe in Nam Han Joon, and he could be ridiculously funny and then all of a sudden burst into tears and I bought it. And that to me is what made this drama
0: memorable for me was his performance in it. I just want to add, there's a clip from a variety show. I I'd retweeted it before. It comes. I feel like it comes up on Twitter every once in a while, where basically he's he's on a variety show with his mom, and essentially he finds out that his mom got pregnant with him almost like before she had to get the marriage certificate. Like like basically the the hosts are asking her all these questions, and he you can see you know so and gook is sitting there and you can see the gears yep. and him doing the math in his head and then and then at one point he just yells oh ma like that <laughs> and like the whole crowd is like dying it's really really funny and we'll have to link it it's for very you cute. because it's it's very cute. It's very circle and really he,
1: cute
0: it's it's very funny. funny he's very charismatic in real life his mom is adorable <laughs> and um yeah it's just i i ev- everything i've seen of him in person um he really is that charismatic it's kind of not not just a character
1: for and he sure. did try out apparently to be an idol in a bunch of different places and it did not work out for him
0: well look at him now he's doing freaking fantastic
1: which i'm like you know what you yeah i'm yeah. like you're doing just fine yeah exactly thank you so
2: yeah so moving on um while I thought this was my first Kwak drama, it was not. Uh, nor was it for either of you. This guy was so funny and such a goof, but like I said, a bit of a caricature, that I kind of just wanted to know what else has he done? Like, is he, I expected to see him in all these like sort of like zany comedies, right? So Color Me Shooketh when I saw that he played the hot son of the apartment landlady, apartment landlady in Fight for My Way. We'll post a side-by-side on our social when this episode airs because I still cannot get over how much this guy acts with his whole entire body and face. I kid you not, the whole way through Cafe Minim Dong, if he's not smiling like a goober, he has this expression of, like, having just smelled his own fart and wondering, <laughs> so and wondering if anyone else can smell it, too.
0: Oh, my God, Amy, that's exactly it. <laughs> that's a great description. Like- it's the only shocked.
2: way I could think of to describe it.
0: It's accurate. Oh,
2: so did you enjoy his brand of comedy? <laughs> and were you as shocked as I
0: was to find out that Tsu Chol is also Nam Il from Fight for My Way? Yeah, I mean I was totally shocked because I do remember uh I do remember Nam Il from Fight Fight for My Way, and he was very serious, very hot, and he was like presented as like the hot land. You know what I mean? Like Yes. And um so it wasn't even just that he had a different haircut in Minim Dong, but he had an altogether different face. Because, like Amy said, he had this, like, sulchol expression the entire time. The entire time. Um, like, I will say props to the actor for never breaking character. Like, really good for him. Good for him. But I mean, it was a lot. It was, And I did like him. I would say, like, I really loved him for the first, like, six episodes. That's what I'm saying. Like, if this was a shorter drama, it would have. Because the first six episodes, I still thought he was great. He was, like, a great sidekick. But then it just got to be, like, you almost start to, like, worry about him. Like, is he, is something going on? Like, I, uh, you know, and, and it. Does he have a drug Yeah, addiction? like, it was, like, it got to be too much. Like, I really, at the end just wanted him to like walk normal cuz he ran like he ran like jack sparrow <laughs> and i was like you got like you got to stop and 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 just and the constant facial expression they would be like talking about like murders and crimes and he still has this like dumb expression on his face yeah and i was just like oh i got you know what i'm saying it got to the point where i was like i, I just i like almost wanted him to break character so just it was a little much after a while but again props to the character like way to go buddy you transformed
1: yourself <laughs> or I mean, i'm sorry props to the actor he, um, he committed he was like nothing is gonna break me out of this um so i have to say i didn't remember now i'm ill from fight for my way <laughs> um and i i'm not trying to be an asshole like i did not remember this character more than like the vegas sketches no, it was a cameo. It was a cameo. It was a cameo. Yeah, it was barely. Yeah. And oh. so when I looked him up and I saw him, I was like, oh, yeah, but I didn't have like a big moment. Right. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be an asshole. I was just kind of like, okay, there he is. Great. Yeah. No, it's okay. Okay. I don't have anything good. I want to, like, make this more exciting and be like, I was like, oh, my God. And instead I was like, oh, yeah, that guy. Kind of, I remember him. Okay. I just meant the
2: look of him. I just meant, like, how he looks like a totally different person. Like, I didn't, that was all. It had nothing to do with his performance in Five yeah. for My Way. It was just when you look at a picture of his character from Five for My Way and you look at a picture of him from mm-hmm. Cafe Minimdong, I would not think it was the same person because of how he acts mm-hmm. with his face.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna be kind and just say yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Amy's moving
2: like on. So here is here is the reason why I think I enjoyed this drama more than both of you. I watched the drama live as it aired, which was two episodes a week on Monday and Tuesdays. And this was perfect because I was not feeling the need to binge until the latter half when the mystery really took some bananas twists and turns that we will get to in the spoiler section. Um, but you, neither of you watched it live and you had to more or less binge.
0: Would you consider
2: this a bingeable drama?
0: Yeah, and I, I do think that that was part of my problem as well. I really think if I was watching two episodes at a time, it wouldn't have with like a week then in between it wouldn't have felt like too much but i was watching like two episodes a night for like four days and i was kind of like it just got it felt like overload you know what i mean because we're talking about um we were talking about like if you wish upon me because um we're gonna cover that sometime uh this fall and i even said i was like i wouldn't binge it because I just feel like it would be it's a lot it's emotional it's like funny too but it's emotional and I was like I think it would be like a lot whereas uh and, and I guess cafe Minim dong it was too much but in like the other direction <laughs> you know right. what I mean it was like weird so I do think if I watched it live I would have um I would have enjoyed it more I still would have been like the end is crazy but um yes but yeah I think I, I think I definitely yeah would have liked it more I mean, eighteen
2: episodes of anything is a lot to try and. It's a lot. I was and, and and eighteen episodes of this that had a lot of, sort of filler plot lines.
0: I I can imagine was very rough. Did. I would say too. It it did have filler plot lines that just like weren't necessary. So I'm like, who decided this needed to be eighteen episodes? So Leah, you're not saying. I was like, Leah, are you not saying anything? <laughs>
1: No, no. So look, I mean, I think I've made it clear the drama didn't hit me. Um, the old school silly vibe wasn't charming for me, but I do appreciate that it could be for other people. Um, I think it's either your thing or it's not. I think what makes me annoyed is that I like the high concept of this, but for me, the characters and execution just bogged everything down. But I don't want to spend this whole time with you because I was saying how much I value it being meh. Because I don't choose to live this life today. So this is what I did. I did a little research on what makes something bingeable. Because you're like, does it can, this is like my, like, you know, you looked up is soup, is cereal soup. I looked up like, what makes something bingeable? (laughs) And, okay, I did learn some interesting things. Because, you know, we are all chasing ultimately, I think, that high of the, I'll just watch one more episode, but the next thing you know, you're sitting on a throne of bad life choices, and it's three in the morning, and you've got to get up at like 6.30. So there is a psychological reason for binging, and it's encoded in the very wiring of our brains. And there's been some research about it. So back in the early 20th century, a Soviet researcher named Bluma Zegamik and the psychologist Kurt Lewin were working together. And at a restaurant, Lewin noticed that waiters remembered more the orders from uh, tables that had not been served rather than the ones that had already gotten their food. So the TLDR is that the memories of the unfinished orders were stored in the waiters' waitstaff's brain better than the ones that had already been ended. So like once they brought you, you know, your burger and Happy Meal, they like deleted you from their brain. Whereas like, you know, if you were still waiting, they'd be like, oh God, like spaghetti and codfish on table two. So after a series of tests made in 1927, Zygmunt determined that our brain doesn't like to be left with unfinished tasks. So it centers its intention and energy on things that need to be completed. And that feeling of discontinuity is is at the root of our need to binge because that final little image or action or turn of phrase niggles and our little monkey brains like just feel like even though we've hit the end of an episode, like we're not done with the story and those monkey brains like need to get to something that's like finished at all costs. And so that, that need leaves us having like eye bags and swimming and coffee the following day. So I've determined that my brain wasn't wiring into the show to be that I, that invested in the identity of Gopuri. Therefore the Zygamag effect didn't take hold for me. And therefore, it's science why I was eh. a. <laughs> no, that totally makes sense. Because I would say,
0: like, towards the end, I did start, like, binging it. To be honest, I was kind of, like, fast-forwarding through, like, the background stuff. Um, and almost I was fast-forwarding through the romance stuff. Because I was like, I didn't care about that. All I wanted to know was the identity of GoPuri. Go That's why I was, like, I was fast-forwarding. So. so, yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah, so scientific meh.
1: That works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you have to care enough for your monkey brain to be like, I got to know Absolutely. what happens next. Or just watch it live.
2: <laughs> okay. So other than the main leads, Soet Gook and Yensa, who stood out for you in this drama that you would like to see again in another drama?
1: So Kong Mina, I thought was one of my favorite parts of the drama. I thought she had the best hair since Dami in Itawan class. Her ombre was on point and i liked that she was a genius hacker and i felt like she was almost like the baby ajuma from healer and she's also in hotel de luna which is a drama amy that i know you didn't connect with but now i'm curious to see if i might try it and like it
0: uh yeah i have to second that i i loved her she had great hair and she had like I can't, she had adorable ears like her little ears like when she would like put her hair oh my god i just thought she was so cute i loved her so much um and like she had like fun outfits and yeah i mean I, I honestly the entire time i was like i would love to see her in a main role
2: yeah i mean three votes makes it unanimous she was so fun and for sure gave me ajima from healer vibes and I enjoyed, like, every scene that she was in. Like, there was something happening that I cared about, even if it wasn't, you know, anything major having to do with a murder. Like, she was just so much fun. I loved it. Okay, so before we get to our spoiler section and lay it all out there as far as who is Gopri, who is this drama for, if you had to say? What kind of audience would like this drama? Or can you offer any comps or both?
1: So this is a little left field, but I feel like if you liked the show, a Western show called Scrubs, that's my litmus test. If you liked Scrubs, I think you would enjoy this drama as long as you could handle some murder. I personally had an allergic reaction if Scrubs was even like in the house I was in. (laughs) (laughs) So if you had a similar feeling where like even the sight of seeing it on the screen, like a couple of those doctors I can still think of now, and it like makes me I have like a physically like not good reaction. Then don't then you're not then so you are not So you don't
2: it. listen to uh, Zach Braff and Donald Faison's podcast about scrubs.
1: Oh gross. Is that a thing? It yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was so gross. I mean look look god no no you know what fucking it's in my nick cage basket sorry sorry it is throw scrubs in with nick cage and i'm gonna do a podcast called i fucking hate scrubs (laughs) and like no judgment to the people i'm allowed to hate what i hate i hate scrubs (laughs) i've actually never seen scrubs
0: never seen scrubs but like I've seen clips enough to like know that it's a good show. Um, I guess like <laughs> what it's about. I mean, no, I actually, I mean, all I know is they wear like scrubs because like, they're that's literally, Like all I know, they wear and scrubs. Like, that... They wear scrubs. And then there's, there's that like this too, like you know a little bit more than they wear scrubs. Like what? Right, it's a medical drama, and I know it's, it's, not, a little... a drama. it's not a drama. There's nothing there dramatic a... about it, <laughs> or not. It's like I'm slapstick. Is there any horror? <laughs> Is there any actual colonoscopy? There might colonoscopy.
1: be. There <laughs> might yeah, but it would be, be a joke that would last way um, too long.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, uh, Cafe Dong is basically just full of like implausible scenes and jokes that that lasted too long. But like Amy, I was I was still entertained. Um, I, I, look, as Amy said, like it's Scooby Doo. It's uh, it is Scooby Doo. Uh, this drama had like a cast of characters like Scooby Doo. And instead of a van, they were in like a cafe. Like, I mean,
1: you know, just mm-hmm. like, I have a controversial like a clown car of a. I don't like Scooby Doo either. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I watched like Scooby Doo as a Do now. And I don't know
0: if I like now. I
1: <laughs> I didn't even really enjoy it that much as a child.
0: Again, why? Are, why? Why do we do this podcast together? Though, so yeah, this does not happen diverse. very
1: often, right? No,
0: it doesn't. <laughs> but I didn't. I would. Just, I mean, I. I mean, like, <laughs> I can't even say if I like Scooby Doo or not. I mean, I guess it's not like I watched like the the recent. I did because oh, I did Jesus, with my kids. No.
2: I had to okay. with my kids like the Freddie Prince Jr. That and makes sense. yeah, Sarah Michelle Geller. Okay, I mean, oh, I do. Too. I do love Freddie Prince Jr. That man, he can do yeah, good looking man has gotten better with age. Ugh. So. I need to make a a quick Scrubs comment here, um, because, yes, I watched all episodes and seasons of Scrubs. Um, Leah, do you like the Australian uh,
1: musical group Men at Work? I mean, A Land Down Mm -hmm. Under is a fine song. I can't say no much more than that. Well, Colin Hay, the lead singer of Men at Work. Yes. Yes
2: had a short recurring role in scrubs as a as like a busker who would just be randomly in a closet like he'd open a door and he'd be there singing it was it's very i mean it was meant to be weird like i don't even know if he was meant to be real if everybody could see him or just like jd or something like that but yeah so anyway there you go well that's cute it was cute all right if you liked scrubs let me know (laughs)
1: <laughs> i mean <laughs> most people did. that's what i'm saying i am not speaking for the majority here i know that yeah i mean scrubs was extremely popular extremely and
0: popular. and i would say and i would say it's a cult classic wouldn't you say scrubs is a cult classic a bit
1: is it like there people who are like people just like it
0: no like a cult classic i well, i cult. don't know
2: i don't know if i a cult because usually stuff like that is like stuff you no know, i i'd say it was more like
0: mainstream popular you know
1: Yeah, that's right. It's like Buffy.
0: I would consider Buffy a cult classic. Okay, so this is like a little less than that. Okay. But I know people really love it. And again, there's a podcast. Well, by the people who were on it. (laughs) (laughs) It
2: was so popular. There's a podcast dedicated to it. Yeah, by the two stars of it.
1: (laughs) Do you know who I liked the least was the older male doctor?
2: Oh, funny. That's really funny. Yeah, he's goofy. Yeah, I mean... It
1: wasn't even, like, the two younger yeah. guys.
2: He, I mean, okay, so that, yeah, I mean, we won't get into that, but it, it's a very over-the-top character, too, who seems very one-dimensional for a long time, but he's not. He's not. There's some depth. There is actually some emotion in Scrubs. I will just let you know that. I am I mean, look. You're you're basing your judgment off maybe, of not even watching a full
1: episode, I'm sure. No, I mean, like, watching it, it is like I would walk in a room and see it on and be like, I'm fucking out. <laughs> and leaving <laughs> so maybe maybe i would watch it and be like oh my god like the office i love scrubs but you know what i don't think so. no it's not like
2: the office it's and not, i don't yeah, want to it's fa- very
1: i it's don't want to find out
2: <laughs> no i will say that this is it's a good comp for Minim dong like I'll, I'll say that much as far as like the type of humor absolutely
1: yeah yeah and once i realized that i knew i was in trouble and i knew it was a me thing Like Megan always says, it's a me thing. I didn't feel it. And as soon as I was like, I'm getting the scrub feeling that I get, where it's just like illogical dislike, that's like very palpable. Like, I cannot say another drama I've seen that has given me this feeling. (laughs) And it's not, it's like (laughs) very specific. I don't know what to say. When I was little and I took naps, I didn't want to take naps. And my aunt who watched me would put me in a bed that had a sheet. And when I think of that sheet pattern, sometimes I feel sick and I have the same feeling when I think about scrubs and when I think about Caffeine and I'm done. What
2: what about, um, what about, what about zombie detective?
1: No, no. Zombie detective, I would watch that warthog fight him.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. The warthog fight. Oh shit. I love that.
1: It is my second favorite that I've watched or my second least favorite, but there's like a gulf between them. And now it's time for our favorite segment of the
0: week. It's it's our K-pop rec. And this week we have Leah.
1: So I wanted to recommend a song by a group that, look, I feel like they're K-pop adjacent more, but it is a group I like a lot called The Rose. And uh, they are getting ready to come out with a new album, uh, comeback, and their uh pre-release uh song is called childhood um and i really enjoy it it's a ballad i feel like it's really sparsely produced uh, but it has this very like nostalgic feeling with it and i like the lead singer's voice his name is woosung and he has this kind of like very um like, heavy performance, performance style, like, he's very, um, powerful, but it can kind of sometimes feel like a lot, like, he kind of has, like, a lot of showmanship to his voice, but I like it, and the song is, um, I just think it's a really sweet song that has, like, a lot of feelings of, like, what you'd want to listen to right before you have, like, a big cry, and so I really enjoy the Rose. I'm gonna see them live in November, uh, they are, um, they're really great, so you should check What's it the out. Song name again? It's called Childhood.
0: I'm glad. I'm glad you recommended
1: uh, the Rose.
0: Um, I know a lot of people love them, so I'm kind I'm glad that they're now on our playlist.
1: Hmm. And our playlist. Can we just talk about that playlist real fast? Because you have like been updating our K-pop playlist now on Spotify.
0: Yeah, I will tell you right now. I let that lag. I know. So, but it is now up to date and it is on spotify you can if you go to our website afternoondelightpodcast.com um you can find the link to it but basically it's just Delight. it's by megan If like you are searching for it so you know it's the right one but i don't think there's another playlist called afternoona um that's a bunch of k-pop wrecks so yeah um you know subscribe follow it I forget what you do with playlists playlist on Spotify. <laughs> I think something like that. You follow it. You follow it. You can download it. Yeah, you follow it. it. That's it. Um, but I've been keeping it up to date. And honestly, I listened to our playlist on my, I took a walk around my neighborhood just for some exercise the other day. And I listened to our playlist and every song that came on was like a banger. And I was just like, I'm so proud of us because this is a great playlist. And at this point, it there's a lot playlist. of songs. There's a lot yeah. of songs. So like you can shuffle it and you're good to go for a while.
1: If you enjoy our podcast, you have our patrons to thank, at least in part. Afternoon to Delight Patreon allows us to keep creating content for y'all to enjoy. Thank you so much to everyone who is supporting us there. And not to brag, but our Patreon community is pretty awesome. And you can join at a tier that feels good to you. Gain access to fun perks like K-drama posts, monthly Patreon-only bonus podcasts, and even a live K-drama support group on Zoom. Because we know firsthand what it's like to have no one to talk to about those crazy plot twists, amazing characters, and all those feelings. And look, no one should have to walk that walk alone. So learn more by visiting AfternoonAdelight.com. That's www.AfternoonAdelight.com. And hey, while you're on the website, you can check out Afternoon Delight podcast merch, find links to book recommendations, bop along to our K-pop recs up your skin with k Merch Rex, find all of our social media and a link to our email. So you can send us recommendations or feedback. And hey, while you're at it, why don't you pop over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review? It really helps with our discoverability. Gamsamnida.
2: All right, folks, this is your official warning that we are moving into the Cafe Dong spoiler section. So if you don't want to hear the reveal of the real, uh, the reveal of who the real baddie is, because this drama definitely keeps you guessing. I don't know if it's in the best way, but it does. Then pop on over to Netflix and enjoy 18-plus hours of mystery, romance, and zany antics before heading back for the rest of the pod. But if you're ready to dive in, let's do it. Because really, the second half is for my benefit, for hopefully you guys to explain the rest of the drama to me. So let's start by going back a few years. We find out early on that when Han Jae-hui, was a kid, Nam Han Joon was her martial arts instructor, <laughs> and she had a monster crush on him. He also inspired her to become a cop, because he was a cop. But when they reunite after Han Joon's prison stint, because they are both investigating the same murder, that of prosecutor Han Jae Jong, Han Joon does not recognize her as prosecutor Han's little sister. Is it because she was that much younger than him? I mean, he's clearly an adult when he's her instructor, and she's a bowl cut wearing 12 or 13 year old. Is it because back then she was known as Han Jong-mi and is now using a pseudonym to investigate her brother's murder without people knowing she's his sister? Or is it a combo of both because she clearly remembers him?
1: Help me out. (laughs) So first, look, this doesn't even answer your question, but I'm asking another question because I guess that's what I'm doing. So how many times does Jaejong hit Han Jun in this drama?
2: I can't. I, I, I lost count.
1: <laughs> plus tases him. Plus hits yes. him with a chair.
2: The tasing was an accident, though. <laughs> I At least mean, once
1: an episode. That, I that think part, maybe <laughs> the rest was not. Yeah, Maybe he just can't tases. remember her because he has sustained massive head trauma. <laughs> <I hate me. laughs> this is very possible. Also, the actress, right. Oh Yun So is actually a year older in real life than Sutton Gook. So I don't know. Like, I mean, no judgment. I was just also like, that's funny to me. It just, Um, it was
2: weird that she was playing somebody supposedly so much younger than him. Right. That like,
1: she would be this little kid when he meets her. But yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I just felt like hiding the true identity just because like fit in the drama to me. Like, I don't think he recognized her because of like plot armor. Because I think, like, you know, it made the plot apparently more compelling for him not to recognize her. And I actually thought he did know for a while. And there was going to be some big reason he was, like, hiding his knowing. But I don't think he did know. And the big reveal no, didn't have I don't any think he did drop element to me either. Like, when she did reveal, it was kind of like, okay.
2: <laughs> I don't feel like he did. But maybe I read it wrong. That's why I'm asking. Yeah.
0: See, I thought he already had it figured out. I thought he knew the whole time. I, I don't know where. No. Yeah, I know. I was like, doesn't he know her? Yes. And it was like an emotion. It was an emotional reveal moment, too. Right. Like that was the reveal. And he was like, oh, my God. And I was like, well, didn't you figure this out? Maybe the writers forgot. I don't know. Let me just say that the the age ranges in this drama were wild. Mm-hmm. Like
1: <laughs> Wild. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I think we'll talk about Auntie M maybe a little bit more, but like, so Auntie M was essentially like a rival shaman. <laughs> um, she was, she was a bad guy. Okay. And <laughs> her protege, <laughs> her protege looked at least 20 yep. years older than her, he but is. apparently she saw him and like brought him under her wing when she was an adult and he was like 9 and i'm like uh, what this guy <laughs> what yeah like i don't i don't know so in real life she's
2: 28 and he's like 41 or 42 it's like your father
0: yeah I mean, that this that looks accurate i mean yeah i mean i, I mean i guess i can i can I guess I'll say this: like the fact that not that Han, that Han Jun didn't recognize, uh Jay Hui is honestly one of the, the least of
2: your worries. The most
0: plausible. <laughs> it's actually one of the most plausible situations in this entire drama. Well, what's I mean, what, what's funny to me?
2: Because usually, usually the device in a drama is when you're going to go back in time. It's either going to be the actors present day like playing themselves as teens or whatever or it's going to be totally different actors right instead they did half and half here <laughs> so when they went back right, in time crazy. when they went back in time for for han Jun and Jehui, hui he was played by seong gook and she was played by a child and, and
0: 12 and 13 is generous. same with good no,
2: and i looked up the actress she was she 12 was i looked her up she was 12
0: Yes. Oh, she was okay. Well, and she same looked, thing with Gutei no, no. Su
2: and Auntie M. Gutei Su was played by like a nine year old kid when he was a nine year old kid, and Auntie M was played by the same 28 year old woman.
0: Like, when they showed her face, I was like, It's her. Is this a dream? I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm like
2: Is the big reveal going to be that she's a vampire? Because, okay, right? I'd have bought right? that. Her yeah.
0: shamanism has made Ageless. her <laughs> immortal
2: yeah yeah i just yeah so i i don't understand that like because it's usually one or the other but whatever we're not talking about plausibility here because i'm gonna get into the mystery next and we're gonna talk about the implausibility of everything so here we go the mystery i'll lay it out as best Mm -hmm. we can and uh and we'll go from there
1: god okay hang on let me get it right (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> nam han Jun was a criminal profiler who was good friends with prosecutor han one night when he's supposed to be popping by prosecutor han's apartment for some takeout he finds his friend's apartment on fire and his friend already strangled to death inside he fights with a man in black burns the baddie's hand but the baddie escapes no the baddie's hand oh, was, was already, burnt. already burnt oh that's right because he saw the burn yeah. i'm sorry i'm sorry okay
0: it's okay he i'm saw gonna change the
2: that sentence okay he fights with a man okay. in black and notices that the stranger has a burn on his hand—that's his identifying feature. But the baddie escapes. Han Jun ends up getting framed for tampering with evidence connected to the supposed confessed murderer. Choi Youngs up. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote this as I wrote like... this as clearly as I could, and I'm still—I no, know—and I'm reading it. and, and I'm like job. this. I'm just like, is this I'm already not listening. I know. I'm like imagining like the the script treatment for this, be like, all right, so here's here's the gist of it. Oh my god. Can okay. you imagine? So
0: no. yes,
2: so um so Han Jun goes to prison for three years while his buddy cop, Su Chol, gets fired but not arrested. So Su Chol opens a detective agency. Okay. However, when Han Jun Goes to find Tuchel after prison, he finds his friend so broke that he's sharing an office with a run-down shaman temple. It is here that Han Jun gets mistaken for a shaman and decides to roll with it. Because why not? It is here that Han Jun decides to use his shamanism as a means to investigate Prosecutor Han's case because he doesn't believe that Choi Young-sup is the murderer. And it's here that the idea for Cafe Minim Dong is born. Okay, that was a lot. and That's like episodes one and two. (laughs)
1: I'm already bored and hate it.
2: <laughs> but for me, for so me, bad. that would have been enough of a story. But that,
1: that would have been enough.
2: Yeah, that's so what I'm saying. Yeah, And I'm that wasn't that. all. It just kept piling on.
0: It kept. And that was compelling. Honestly, that was compelling that his friend died and he's trying to solve his murder. Like, that's classic. Right that's a that's a classic trope and it's but it's,
2: like right. then we're gonna get it we get into the guy who confessed to the murder but really didn't do it and gets murdered when he i mean like okay so yeah what do you like wait hang up
0: right dead. exactly
2: exactly <laughs> what leah does not want in this drama so, that was, like I said, that was episodes one and two. Were you able to keep up with the murder subplots, especially with shaman Auntie M, who served the wealthy CEOs and politicians in, in their land development scheme? Did you care about all the subplots? Or were you, like me, really only wanting to know who killed Prosecutor Han?
1: Leah didn't want to know any of it. <laughs> no, I didn't. Look, there is a thing that I noticed that I've noticed a few times in dramas where I feel like if there's too many courtroom scenes, I don't want it anymore. And there's a thing is too many random subplots. And that's what this drama had. Like, I don't know if like contractually they were just like, okay, you got to do 18. That's it. But here's the thing, Amy is remember when we wrote a series on um, arrogant princes (laughs) from a fictional country. Do I remember? And you and I, (laughs) (laughs) yeah and the and we were like I couldn't tell you the plot of any of these four books (laughs) banana books and I was like sitting in jujitsu for my kids on my phone and I would like write a chapter and then I would like send it to you and then you would send it back to me and I mean we had stuff where it was like we were punking each other vampires and yeah punking each other vampires and catacombs we had like you know at one point we had somebody who was going to get um publicly executed and she was tied <laughs> to like an electric pole. these pub- these books got published mind you you had like, you had somebody peel off their face like
2: it was mission impossible
1: <laughs> yeah or uh, it got published by a beautiful like, face off where, like the a good guy. publisher
0: like just want to say that it yeah got published by I mean, a good publisher
1: mills and boone yeah like a yeah. harlequin yeah over like a british subsidiary it got foreign deals yeah yeah <laughs> and i was like i still think our books are more fun even though they're ridiculous um but it's like that's how i felt like this was like where i was like look i don't know what these books are but like eventually we're just like we have a four book contract no one's like it seems to like give a shit what we're doing and this is funny so let's just like make this shit crazy because we're writing under a pen name and like let's just go for it and that's kind of like what I felt like this drama was doing. So at the end of the day, like, poor one out for Prosecutor Han. But I didn't care about him either or his <laughs> murder's big reveal. <laughs> oh,
2: poor Prosecutor Han. Uh, I he's probably Dude. the only person
0: in this Andre drama Tom. who did not overact. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I lost the plot around episode 13. Like, all the many plots. And let, let me let me tell you, too. There were so many characters. And, like, this, there were so many characters and names who were just, like, old evil dudes. Who were, like, chables. And I was, like, I don't even know your name at this point. I, I don't remember your name because there's so many names. And then they had sons. And we're supposed to pay attention to who their son is, who their elder son is. It was a lot. Okay? And I just was, like, I didn't. And then they kept referring to people from, like, ten episodes ago. And then I was like, I could yes. barely even remember who they were. So like, there are those two people you know, that he helped
2: who kept coming back and wanting to be like his sidekicks and stuff like that.
1: I mean,
0: it was just a lot, I, but you know yeah, what? Was I mm-hmm. was, I was still watching because I love Song Gook and he kept me, honestly, he kept me hooked on this. I mean, I it can be simple and sometimes a single, very charismatic lead, can carry me through eighteen episodes of Crazy Town. Yep, or however well,
2: many episodes of um The Sound of Magic was. Right,
1: <laughs> it was only six. Okay, wait. Actually, fuck. Which one did I <laughs> hate what? more, Sound of Music or Oh? forgot about Sound of Magic. Yes, Sound of Magic. Yeah, no, Sound of Magic is my second least favorite. Zombie Detective third. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay.
0: <laughs> so glad we have the lineup now.
1: Yeah, I I mean like yeah, I guess that would be a fun list to make or like I mean it's such a hater thing to do, but like, you know, we have our top, you know, three. Now you can do your bottom like what's your yeah. bottom three? My bottom three?
2: Oh, you're mm-hmm. she's asking. I'm not I mean Yeah. Off the top of my head, um personal taste. Personal taste? Would be my number. run on. Um no, because run oh, on right, I was problem. there for um I was there for the second leads. like, I liked that story and yeah. Um, What else? Um, uh, Silent Sea. I hate to say Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Silent Sea. No, it was horrible. And Sound of Magic. It makes me very sad because I like everybody in those dramas. I mean, we're talking Lee Min Ho and Gong Yu, and chi chang look. so uh
1: yeah i need, need to think i'm gonna put silent silent C is gonna knock out zombie detective zombie <laughs> detective does not make the cut for my bottom three it is sound of magic silent C, and this thing <laughs> this thing i
0: mean i don't know <laughs> i don't know i have to think longer on it i'm not sure honestly
1: what's one give us one megan you don't have one that you don't um, enjoy
0: I would say, my mister. Sorry, but that's got to be low. We all we all know why.
1: Um, <laughs> oh, jeez! You're like, oh, I couldn't, just mean- I couldn't. Here's a bomb pull. <laughs> well, I just mean
0: I was very clear no about why I didn't like no it. It my mister. Yes. yes, that's what I mean. Yes. I I just mean we all know why because I covered it extensively. Um, yes, you did do a test, and talk. maybe something about one per, maybe something about one percent. Um. But I almost like, I didn't, this is a hard, because something about 1%, like I still like watched it. I was still, it's just like, I don't know. It's it hard. Made you That's mad. hard for me. It made me mad. So it was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't
2: know. All right. So here's another, another thing that I think was a, a problem with the drama. Again, it didn't, it wasn't a huge problem for me because I was watching it weekly, but it I think this is another thing that made it not bingeable. So I found this drama to be extremely low stakes in the first three quarters and even, I'd say, like the last episode. Like, I knew nothing bad was going to happen to Nam Han Jun. I knew it. So what I mean is that the comedy was so farcical and over the top, which I mostly enjoyed, that when something bad happened, like Detective Han getting trapped in the burning camper and the episode ended on the will she or won't she survive, I never for a little tiny, teeny millisecond, worried that she wouldn't survive. Because I already knew that, like, that was the tone of this drama, like despite there being a years old murder to solve and more people getting murdered and doing murders along the way, I never thought that any of our mains were in danger. So did you find the danger to be low stakes as well? And how did your assessment of the stakes like kind of serve, you know, the rest of the drama or all of the drama? Like when. It did get pretty dark towards the end, even though everything ends fine. Did you ever worry about ending the leads, whether or not they'd be dead or alive? And is it possible for a drama with low stakes to still pull off a satisfying story, especially
1: if there's you know mystery and murder involved? Yes, we talk about I think stakes a lot be writing. because so, but I think if it's like a romance at the mm-hmm. core, which this had ish, like then I don't think that it's like, you know, it's not like a Mr. Sunshine or something where I'm like, I actually have no fucking idea where this is going to go and I'm scared. And Mm -hmm. so I'm okay if I don't really know, but I think I need to care about the characters. Cause I think another, I'm not going to say it's a comp, but um, like I really enjoyed when the camellia blooms and I never thought the two leads were going to die because it was a romance, even with the murder. But I cared and I still did get worried like when Dom Beck went into like the creepy old shopping mall and got chased around like I was kind of hyperventilating but the drama this drama felt just like it got so bloated with like random stuff and the pacing was off that I just like never really connected and I actually thought I'd like to see one of you beat cheat this because you both seem to like the drama okay and you like structure and I just felt like in instinctively something's out of whack here. Like it could have been hitting all the beats, but maybe it was hitting them. Oh God, no, I couldn't beat
2: this. Absolutely not.
1: (laughs) And so for me, I feel like when the Camellia Blooms is a top, top drama for me, so I could care, but I connected with those characters. So I just like wanted to like see them do the journey, even though I never thought they were going to like kill young sick at any point.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was out of whack, like full stop. Like I'm not like absolutely. I, I, so many things were insane um i mean there were moments where <sighs> so at one point the two main leads are in auntie Im's no. temple <laughs> and she shuts them in one room and turns on gas that makes them pass out and i am like not kill me? them though just pass out <laughs> Not That's, like, look.
1: something we would have written, Amy, in that book series.
0: Like, she has a gas chamber in her temple. Like, what? I... What? Like, insane. And then, you know, at one point, uh, Han, Han get gets shot in the arm. And, of course, it's, like, a big deal. It's, like, a cliffhanger. <laughs> she gets shot in the, with a bullet. Actually, it was, like, a freaking shotgun. Was a, and she gets like right? There was a shotgun. And when they show her the hospital... I use a bigger band-aid <laughs> for like a paper cut. I mean, it was this tiny little band-aid. She's like, "I'm fine." Like not even sore, can fully use her arm even though she got shot in the arm with a shotgun. Hysterical. So, okay. So here's the thing about how this drama was written in my opinion. I just mean, this is my assessment, totally non, you know, accurate. I'm just saying. I feel like I I feel like they knew What's kind of scenes they wanted to shoot and direct? Like, I feel like the director had in their head, "This is how. This is a scene I want to shoot. This is going to look great." Um, so they knew they wanted like this rooftop fight in the rain. They wanted, you know, that's what they they that's what they wanted between, you know, the real Go Puri and um, Nam Han June. Um, but they actually had to write. How these characters were going to find themselves on the rooftop, in the rain, alone, in a fist pipe. So the logistics to get them there were so convoluted and complicated. And they had to find a way to take out all these other characters and keep them busy doing God knows what. Like all of a sudden, like, j- like um Han Jui is like, I don't know. She's like fighting random criminals. Like I still don't even understand how that happened. So she's busy fighting like random criminals just so they could get the two, the two men on the rooftop. You know what I mean? Like it was and that took almost a full episode just to get them onto this rooftop before they could fight. And so let me, I do this when I write sometimes Um, like I knew in this one book that I wanted the male hero who's an alien. So he's got, you know, I don't know armor and stuff. I wanted him to leap off a waterfall while cradling the female heroine in order to run away from the baddies. Like, I was like, oh my god. I had it all pictured on my head. I was like, this is gonna be so fucking great. Everyone's gonna love it. It's like the coolest action scene. And I was like so stoked, okay? And then I realized (laughs) I had to make it make sense for them to first be chased into a river and then literally have their only way out to be ju- to to jump off this deadly waterfall instead of like just run in another direction like do you realize like I had to then I, it sounded like this great scene but then I had to make it make sense did I still write the waterfall yes because it's my book was it 100% plausible absolutely not they probably could have run in a different direction and not jump off a waterfall but look I write fantastical escapist romance this was like a big budget k-drama <laughs> With an average of 2.5 ridiculous, implausible scenes per episode. So, in the end, was I entertained? Yes. Did I enjoy So Unguk's use of smoke machines copiously in several situations? Also, yes. Yeah. So, let's
2: close this out with the, f- the final reveal, the twists. Okay. So, let's talk about yeah. all the twists and turns. Early on, we find out that the man who confessed to Prosecutor Han's murder. Did not, in fact, murder him. However, before he could help the case along, he got some murder done to him, and he was no more. <laughs> murder done to him. <laughs> it's at this time that we find out that Gute Su, the man who was the boy who murdered his father, you still with me? Is the one who did the murdering to Choi Young Sup. And it looks like he must be the culprit in Prosecutor Han's murder. But the team needs proof, so there is still some investigating to do. Enter Prosecutor Cha do Wan, played by Kwon Soo-hyun. He's the sweet and funny prosecutor who has a crush on our heroine, jae He's helping with the case and competing with han Jun, often comically, for jae attention. He's handsome and wants to stick it to his money-hungry brother who wants his, their father's inheritance. There are clues in the first half that make you think, wait... Is this cutie the murderer? He's always at the scene when something bad happens. But the introduction of Gu Te Su tells us, nah, that's just a red herring, folks. He's just Jay Hui's sweet, jilted, unrequited lover. Until we find out that Gu Te Su, a.k.a. Gopri, had an accomplice. Then shit gets bonkers oh, ma- as things start to unravel. I'm tired just thinking about what comes next. So, Megan... Since you just watched The Big Reveal a couple of nights ago, can you walk us through how Prosecutor Cha is dun-dun-dun-gopri?
0: So can I walk <laughs> you through? I mean, I don't know. Because it really doesn't make tons of sense. I do want to say that Kwon Su Hyun is beautiful. Yes. I really enjoyed watching him on screen. I wasn't even that sad when he was the villain, because he was also like a super hot villain. I want to see him in more stuff. He was great and he has this really deep, sexy voice that I'm like really into, even though he murders.
1: <laughs> so, a lot, a lot of murder.
0: Yeah. Did I get the sense that they retconned like several things later to explain Prosecutor Charles' involvement? Like, yes. 100%. I feel like I almost wonder if this was like a last minute. Adi- I-, I don't know because <laughs> it just did not add up um and here's the thing i do not love and and a lot of several k-dramas do this okay and it's not my favorite thing i would say this k-drama did it a lot so they replay past scenes but either in like a different angle or point of view to like explain a big reveal and it it always feels a little like i'm being patronized like they're like well you thought you knew what happened, but you didn't because this is what really happened. I don't know; it just sort of See, like I kind of liked me that. a little bit. I liked <laughs> it
2: in Chloe. I liked it a lot in Chloe. Yeah,
0: yeah, but that was it was different because it was like about it was more different because it was
1: and and it was good. It was captain read. I was yeah. good.
0: The <laughs> way this drama did it, I did and, and this drama did it so much that it also just started to feel, again, repetitive. Mm-hmm. So essentially, prosecutor Chaw is actually a psychopath, <laughs> like a like a actual, like I'm not saying that facetiously, like he has no empathy. He like tried to kill a dog with a rock when he was little, you know. <laughs> anyway, and he's been brainwashed as a he he was brainwashed as a child by his tutor to believe. Injustice, so he wouldn't murder.
2: (laughs) Problem solved.
0: Problem solved. After
2: he kills a kid, by the way, he poisons a kid. (laughs) He poisons a kid.
0: Yeah, poisons him
2: with like He's he's like, here's (laughs) a kid who's getting beat up. He's like, here's some water. Yeah, and it's and then he's like, oh,
0: I thought it would kill you faster, and then strangles him with his own necktie. Okay, so okay, but he still so you know so he was brainwashed to believe in justice so he won't murder but he still wants to murder (laughs) for justice so he starts like vigilante killing but then he doesn't only murder for justice he also murders those close to finding out his identity so it's complicated and i'm still like unsure how he decides who needs
1: to die because like it's like batman except if you find out he's batman you're dead too yeah, it was just very weird,
0: and, like, it didn't add up, you yeah. know? Like, in the end, it just didn't add up. It wasn't like, oh, my God, I get it now. Like, when Flower of Evil kind of yeah. had I'm, – I'm not going to give a spoiler, but when it Flower of Evil had a lot of the bigger Absolutely. deals, it all clicked. I mean, clicked like, clicked a, like, a, clicked like a pen that, that triggered him to, to not do yeah. murder. <laughs> I mean, but this drama – it didn't click like a lego
1: (laughs) no it was like somebody was like drunk and kind of took a sock and flushed it down the toilet (laughs) and And then tried everything they could
2: to not make the toilet overflow after they were the one who put the sock in the toilet
0: (laughs) i mean honestly i actually enjoyed like the earlier episodes like once that like came out i was like Ugh. and the thing is i kind of called it too but i thought it would make more sense like i actually yes. did message amy and i was like i think prosecutor cha is like a bad dude and i kind of was getting that hint for a while but like i thought it would make sense do you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and it did it so that's my bummer but that's okay especially like when he like when he
2: finds out because he doesn't realize at first that he's like been conditioned and then when he learns that he's conditioned to not murder but he's still been murdering then he's like having this you know moment with himself of like no i want justice because i want justice not because you make me want justice but 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 like like, you're still murdering so it doesn't matter murdering murdering Mm -hmm. but he's been
0: murdering this whole time like why you're having a why are you having a revelation when you've been murdering this
2: whole time Mm -hmm. it didn't make any sense so Mm -hmm. folks there you have
1: it that is How about some final thoughts? Let's just do final thoughts on this because, you know, because do you know why I want to do final thoughts on this? I want to do final thoughts on this so we can be repetitive, just like the drama, and bloat it out at the end.
0: (laughs) Okay, but I do have something new to say about it. Okay, a final, a final new thought? Yes. (laughs) So the second to last final showdown, because it's not the last, that's right, because that had to take place on the roof of a parking garage in the rain for reasons was at an amusement park. And let me just tell you that this, this made zero sense. Everything about this made zero sense. I cannot even explain to you, but that's okay. So I was watching it and I'm like, that amusement park gate looks really familiar. <laughs> and I swore that I'd seen like an infantile magician luring female students there. And then as I was watching the building of the amusement park, said magic land and i actually screamed out loud in my bed as i was watching this because of course this amusement park was also the home of ji chang wook's character in sound of magic another absolutely bonkers K drama that was also implausible yet yeah, we've really been on a roll lately mm. so look was i i just the fact that both crazy things like this poor amusement park like what did it do <laughs> <laughs> what did it do to South Korea to be treated? And there's like six other dramas that had scenes
2: at this amusement park. Like it's called, it's yeah, called Yama it Land. So like, I kind of okay. want to like, I kind of want to watch the other dramas just to see if they're bonkers dramas.
0: Right, like this yeah. poor place. It's like cursed. So um, yeah, I mean, I already said what what, what I need to say um, about it. I, uh, I just needed to point out that this amusement park is just um, a a, a K drama character all in itself. If I go to South Korea, I'm visiting Magic, Magic Land. Land. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah,
1: and I feel like honestly. I thought, again, the high concept was good. And I would have watched a kind of, like, Cafe Dong type of movie if it focused on, like, a shaman who was a former profiler who's a fraud and there's, like, hijinks and solving, like, a friend's murder. Like, I would have watched that. And even something in the vibe of Midnight Runners, which also had broad humor, but I enjoyed it. So I think I can handle it in doses. Like, give it to me in, like, an hour and 50 minutes, and I'll be like, sure. But... I wouldn't want 18 episodes of Midnight Runners and I would not ever want to do 18 episodes of this again. And I honestly, the other thing too, my last thought is I wish, and I also think I would have liked it if it had more of like a Knives Out vibe where, you know, we had like the shaman as kind of like the, I don't know. I really, it's a whole different drama, but I felt like that could have worked with like the character archetype in a cool way.
2: Like, in the beginning, when you got to see how he did his shaman work, you know, like with his mm-hmm. camera glasses and his sister yeah. in the background, it was really fun. Mm-hmm. Like, that that stuff was really yeah, fun. I agree. And it was. so if, if it was just it was. that and solving mm-hmm. his friend's
0: murder, that was really One all crime. we needed. Yes. Right. And it would have been super compelling. I, com- yes. like, I can't agree But it more. just got very clearly i'm rarely like oh this should have just been a movie usually i'm Mm -hmm. like i've never i've never
1: yeah a hundred percent i don't think i've had another one where i've been like this should have been a movie
0: (laughs) it would have been a great movie yeah
1: so yeah i mean I, i
2: do think that the biggest reason why i had a much different reaction from you both is the way that i watched it like two episodes a week was plenty having that you know five day gap in between or six day gap it was it was perfect um because then I was like, OK, I can have some more like, you know, bonkers comedy again. And I, I can be OK with a bonkers storyline, too. But like, yeah, it didn't I didn't need 18 episodes of of bonkers when there was a thread that could have carried it through the whole way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, we didn't even actually talk about how there's an accidental colonoscopy where the patient is saying you have the wrong person and they still put him to sleep. Could and never happen. Yeah, Su
2: Chol has an accidental colonoscopy. <laughs> this is when, this is when it's supposed to be Han Jun is supposed to be pretending to be uh, another patient to try and save uh, Cho Young Sup, who is the the confessed murderer who didn't do the murder who gets mu- murder done to him. Anyway, Han Jun's not in the right bed, so so Soo Chol lays in the bed and gets a colonoscopy.
1: <sighs> the end. Even though he's like, Crazy. no, he hasn't done the me. prep, They're
2: like shut up. He hasn't done, he yeah. hasn't done the prep and emptied out his bowels. Like I, I'm sitting here like thinking of it clinically. I'm like, you can't just give somebody a colonoscopy. You can't just put somebody under I mean, and stick a camera up their butt. It's without pretty the unpleasant. Yeah. yeah.
1: No.
0: Oh yeah. No prep.
2: <laughs> There's a lot of pushback there. <laughs> that camera did not make it
1: all the way in. <laughs> like, that camera like took a peek and was like this is not the tunnel <laughs>
0: not, not the right hole oh god well,
2: that's what and we're that, ending on that was what we're ending on a colonoscopy yeah. there you have it everybody
1: sorry a failed shit filled colonoscopy <laughs> oh, god.
2: that's Leah's assessment but of this
1: drama sawing good, saw good is wonderful yeah yeah, my,
0: that is one thing we've all
1: agreed on. Yeah, not his to... fault. He's like Magic Land in this, like an innocent victim. <laughs> He's like Bella the Parrot. <laughs> oh my God.
2: Yeah, he didn't deserve he that. Did. He deserved yeah. better. Yeah. All right. Well, we right, cannot well, wait to hear what all of you think of Cafe Minim Dong. And please. And it's okay if you it liked is. it. We Just, are not yeah. yucking anybody's I mean, yum. I mean, I like I said, I enjoy the ride. Would I watch it again? Yeah. Absolutely not.
0: I will say, if you think the entire drama was plausible... Please tell
2: us how. We need a PowerPoint. We need time. a PowerPoint. <laughs> yeah. With many visual aids.
0: But it's totally okay to enjoy it. I did. I did, too. All right. Well, All right. thanks,
2: everybody. Anya. Anya. <laughs> Anion. Thank you for listening to Afternoon of Delight. Where can you find us outside the pod? Head on over to afternoonadelight.com. That's A-F-T-E-R-N-O-O-N-A-D-E-L-I-G-H-T.